2: Hey everybody, we have got a goddamn amazing show for you today. It's major. It's like beyond. The biggest. Guys, we are talking to the queen of all moms. We are talking to the biggest of the biggest mom, celebrity, influencers, Kristen... Bell. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to build a snowman? Anyway, and we are chatting with Jackie Tone about their great new Amazon series, Do Rain and Me. Then we're exploring the stupid
1: things that we repeatedly do that always make us suffer, but we do them anyway
2: in a new segment called self-sabotage corner. But as always, we have your absolute faves hashtag swag bag. And up next, take it away, one of of our little children. Tits and shits. I had tits and shits yesterday and now I can't remember what they were, so you go ahead. Not to oversimplify, but my tits are we have Kristen Bell on the show. I mean... <laughs> I guess my tits are that I booked Kristen Bell for the show. Like, that's pretty cool. That's my like overly simple tits. Also, um, I borrowed a jumpsuit from my best friend that makes me look extremely skinny. Yeah, it does look very, very good. And I'm going to buy it in three colors because it makes me look so incredibly fabulous. Even if you live in that, who gives a shit? Who makes it? It is Norma Kamali. Mmm, That explains a lot. It's like $175, which is not bad. Oh, that's nothing. That is nothing to feel good about yourself on an ongoing basis. In fact, I may buy the bitch. And it's super comfy and it's amazing and it comes in like a bunch of different colors. I'm literally just going to buy it because it transitions. I, listen, I will put it in What's show notes. What's the material? Is it like silky? Is it cottony? It's like silky. It's some sort of like poly rayon, straight and you can machine wash. Yes, machine wash. Oh my God, this thing just gets better and better. And it comes in long sleeves and short sleeves. The short sleeves are like bat wing sleeves. Which was very flattering yes, on you. Yes, it is so, flattering on everyone I've seen wear it. Hmm. It is so forgiving. It is so good. It's so comfy. It feels like pajamas. You could like dress it up and wear it to like a black tie-ish event. Like a funky black tie event. And you can wear it to like something casual. Time out. Okay.
1: Can I just say a sidebar? Yes. So I, on like things that are beautiful and look very comfortable and like they're probably worth the money, Mm -hmm. I got an Instagram ad for, you know, Tamara Mellon, the shoe brand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just started these shoes They're leather, like, you know, two strap heels Mm -hmm. and they come in gold and black. But what they do is they make a leather pillow on the ball of your foot and on the heel of your foot. And I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking genius. It looks beautiful. Why has this not existed? And then I looked and it was like four hundred and seventy five dollars for the shoes. But I might like start like putting away twenty dollars every week and save up for these shoes because I mean, that is just
2: That seems so worth it. I had one pair of Via Spiga shoes. They're, they now officially are dead and don't fit me anymore after I had my baby. And I think I got them. They were very expensive shoes that I think I got at DSW and they were still expensive, but I Mm. bought them. I have been wearing those damn shoes to every event for 15 years. I've had them resold and everything. They're literally the most flattering and comfortable shoes. And if it wasn't for the baby making my foot grow bigger, I would still be wearing those motherfuckers. So
1: I know, that's why I'm saying, like, I know it's a very high, price point. But, you know, as I've gotten older, I, you know, I think about my closet a lot. You're in it right now,
2: actually. I live in my closet. I am not in the closet, but I live in my closet. (laughs) I only wear so much, so many things. Get the thing that's going to be the best and then just don't buy much else. Right.
1: Exactly. Like stop buying the like, oh, these like white shoes are on trend and I'm going to wear them one time and never wear them again. Like eliminate those things from your wardrobe and stop buying those things and just have the couple of pieces that are well-made, will last, are comfortable. Yep. I have to tell you, I think I'm going to save up for these shoes because... I think I'm going to save up for these shoes. My only issue is it's not a stacked heel. It's a leather-wrapped heel, which mm. is like
2: the death of a shoe in New York City. Right. So, anyway. But, sorry. I just wanted to... But I'm going to buy this jumpsuit in, like, three different finishes because it is so incredibly flattering. I was like, well, holy shit, who needs to diet it when you have this jumpsuit? I mean, truly. I feel so good about myself. I'm like, nobody else. We're going to Oh, noggin royalties for the amount that we sing that song. Um, what are your shits? Mosquitoes, goddamn mother mm. mosquitoes! I'm just cursing. So I went out the other night with a friend, and we ate outside because COVID. I have a new beater car that is not our regular car that I drive all the time, and I haven't like stocked it with my stuff for the car. You know, like your regular car, I have like all my stuff. Right. So in our regular car, I have mosquito stuff. Like, you know, I have stuff in there for these things. I don't have it. I got out, and I was like, well, crap! I don't have any of my mosquito stuff. In the course of like an hour. I'm not even joking. I have like 43 bug bites all up and down my legs and my feet. My right foot alone has 15 on it and everything on my legs right now is, I get such a bad reaction. They're like hard and hot and swollen. I've had to take Benadryl nonstop since. Oh my God. Lee's like, they look infected. They get like gross looking and I'm not even itching them. So I am so uncomfortable. I tried to teach yoga today and I couldn't even bend my knee because they bit me all behind my knees. So mosquitoes, go fuck yourself. Why do you wake up and choose violence every single day of your lives. Can I just bleed myself and leave the blood outside in a container? I would rather do that. Leave me the fuck alone, mosquitoes. Just like
1: collect period blood <laughs> into a jar. We've really got to a new lout Yeah, we're just gonna bleed monthly into a jar, save it for when we go out during mosquito season and just like travel with it. That's gonna smell so good. When Every time oh you open God. that old blood, it's gonna smell Can so good. Can you imagine good? what it's gonna look like? It's, and also, people, are going to be like, did you murder somebody? Ashley, what are your tits and shit? (laughs) Well, my tits are that, you know, Sebastian is a dancer. He tells everybody he's a dancer. In fact, he went to, we went to his school yesterday to pick up some paperwork for the upcoming school year. And they said, do you like school? And he said, no, I'm a dancer. A dancer dances.
2: (laughs) I'm glad I'm singing so much on this episode since the show is a singing show. Correction, the show is not a singing show. Our show? No, the
3: Kristen Bell show. Oh, OK. I was like, I don't
1: know where you've been. <laughs> Our show is not a singing show, friend. <laughs> you are incorrect. OK, so Sebastian's a dancer. And I was like, all right, listen, walk in this fine line with COVID. On one hand, I don't want to put my child into any more exposed situations. And on the other hand, he's a dancer. I want my child to be a child and experience like kid things. And he loves dancing. So let's try a dance class. Also, you
2: need to experience it for you because one of the best joys of being a mother is putting your kid in these situations and just watching.
1: Yes, truth. And also it gave me 45 minutes to sit there and get some work done on my laptop completely uninterrupted. And I would just like look at the monitor and watch what he was doing and laugh and then go back to work. So we did a trial hip hop class before I committed to a mom. So I just wanted to make sure they weren't violating any mask stuff, you know, that they were as safe as possible. And they were. It was really great. I felt very good about it. There was one mom sitting in the waiting room who didn't have a mask on and I want to be like, God damn it, lady, can you not be that person? But otherwise it all felt fine. He on one hand was living his best life, right? (laughs) He was so excited. He picked out an outfit. He accessorized. He had bracelets. He had so much flair. He had so much flair. In fact, we were picking out jewelry. He wanted to wear a necklace. I was like, listen, a necklace isn't a good idea. It's going to bounce. It's going to hit your chest. Like, let's go with bracelets for this ensemble. I tried to get him to put on the momtourage bracelet that you made me a long time ago. That's just like colorful beads. And he goes, uh, Mama, no one know what mom to is. And I was like, damn, bird!" I know, I, I know that. Thank you, Sebastian. I am aware the point is that it's a colorful, pretty bracelet. But the other option was the one that said that bitch. And I was like, that's probably <laughs> not appropriate for him to go to class. And also, I was really scared. So he put his hat on sideways and I did not do that. I want everyone to know I had no part in this. No one even jokingly suggested it. Nothing. The kid just like put his hat on to the side. And people on Instagram kept pointing it out, and I wanted to be like, We're not appropriating. I didn't tell him to do this. Like this was his own doing. It's just funny. Everyone just relax. He's like the next, uh, what was that? The
2: experiment
1: that Wayne was- Robinson. Wayne Robinson. <laughs> yes. Britney Spears, an instant choreographer to the stars. But hopefully without the molestation by Michael Jackson. Right. And also supposedly the one that Britney cheated on Justin right. with. But I think we're all done with that narrative, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so there's a Wade Robinson. Wayne yeah. Yeah. No, Wade, I
2: Wade, Wade, I think. Wade. Wayne
1: is such a weird name. I know. Anyway, so he's like loving life. He is enjoying the dance, but also he's hating that he's having to learn like structured moves. So the whole time I keep hearing him say to the teacher that that's not a cool move. He'll go like, that's not a cool move. And then, <laughs> and then he would say like, why are we not doing dance party? I want to do dance party. <laughs> and the guy was like, well, at the end of the class, we can do dance party. And then I just kept hearing the teacher. I wouldn't hear what Sebastian would say, but I kept hearing the teacher directed towards. Sebastian saying well that's because I'm the teacher and I'm teaching the class at one point Sebastian got up walked to the back of the class and just started doing his own dance and when the teacher asked him about it he was like I just want to dance on my own (laughs) thanks Robin (laughs) yes this was just it was such an experience I loved it so I did feel terrible apparently this was the teacher's first teaching class ever he was like you know 16 or something and I was like thank you so much uh this was his first dance class he's a COVID kid he doesn't know what to expect so uh those are my
2: tits what are my shits Oh my God! What a new day, a new dawn. To not know what your shits are, I know. I mean, there's so many shits. Your shits are you had an uncomfortable hangout with a friend the other day.
1: Yeah, I did, and I'm not. I, I don't want to go into it too much. I don't know if I even want to go
2: into. I just that. sometimes we grow out of friends. We've talked about it on the show before. Sometimes friends move in different directions, and there's no hard feelings. It's just the hangout isn't quite the same. Listen, nothing bad happened.
1: It's not like we've had a falling out or anything. I just felt like you know, it's twofold. I felt like what you and I have talked about, which is this was an energy suck. Mm -hmm. Like this sucked. I felt bad the next day. I felt like I had had a one night stand almost, that feeling of shame, but I did nothing. So that's weird. And I also just feel like having a child and also that compounded by COVID, I just feel like my time is a lot more precious. All of our time is a lot more precious, right? But all I can speak for is my time and my time is more precious. And I don't want to spend energy space on things that really don't make me feel good or serve me or benefit in some way. Because listen, therapy doesn't always make you feel good, but you still need to do it. This was just like all around, just like it didn't feel good. It did nothing. It didn't make my life better. So I just want to move on. Now, I know that that's not going to be quite that easy. And I know that, you know, eventually I have to deal with it. But I don't know how most people like Matt is not the kind of person who moves on from people in his life like I don't think he's ever had a situation where like sure there are people that are no longer in his life but I don't think there's only one specific situation that was due to me I have not seen him take an active stance of I no longer want this in my life and I'm moving on I don't know what it says about me but I've had like four or five. Oh, oh I've had so many Yeah, I've had so many yeah. but it's weird being married to somebody who like just thinks that that is like an unnecessary step mm-hmm. in life and is still close friends with the people he's always been close friends with and anyone that's out of his life it's just it happened naturally there was no active stance so he kind of thinks it, it's hard I feel like I have to defend that to him a little bit and it's not an end of the world and it's not bad it's just two people being two different people but it's kind of weird to like go through it and talk it through with somebody who's like always kind of on the same page as me and him just be like well why does it have to be like that yeah but it's fine it's I know it's the right decision I
2: think COVID it's a twofold thing like you know every time I've been in therapy and I've talked about some sort of family member or somebody that I know is not good for me. The therapist always says try to take some space and with space you can feel the clarity of what's actually the toxic part of that interaction. And so I think that for all of us, COVID has given us all that space away where now it's sort of like, I don't know if you've ever like done a like a sugar reduction diet or ever. Nah. But then you eat like a piece of fruit and it feels really sugary because your tolerance has, you know, gotten less. That's the way it is now. It's like all of us have been so insolent that when we hang out with someone that maybe before COVID, it wouldn't have irritated us or it wouldn't have known because we had a lot of influence in our lives. Now it's like a quick litmus test to be like, ooh, that doesn't feel good. That, and I sort of feel like we only have so many coins to spend on meeting people and taking that chance of infection or like there's only so many opportunities to decide to do this thing. You only have so many now that we're in COVID. We don't have all of this space to just be like, whatever, that you want to spend your coins on things that... Are going to be nutritious to your yes. soul, you know? Oh, that was the other
1: thing was like, from my understanding, I know she's vaccinated. She's been vaccinated a long time ago. From my understanding, like, she's very safe about things. But the other thing was, I was like, God damn it. Did I just, like, let someone in? Did I just, like, medically risk things for somebody that wasn't even worth it? And I know that sounds kind of, like, extremist, but that's genuinely how I feel. I've been so protective of everything for almost two years now that, like, to just, let someone in and it totally not be worth it is very like I'm disappointed in myself a little bit but I'm also not like I didn't know it was going to go this way right just it's okay but you know I think it's important to have this conversation even though I you know don't want somebody to listen and feel bad or like start some shit that I don't really need to deal with right now.
2: I think this is something that a lot of mothers are going through which is why I said I think this is your shits whether it's you having a kid and somebody else doesn't which is what we've talked about on our show or the other show we did where I have some friends that don't have kids and our relationships unfortunately have kind of fizzled out because. And that's not a judgment thing. No. That's just you're at different places in your life. I have plenty of friends that don't have kids that that has not been an issue. It's not like every non-friend kid. But that happens so much time and time again we hear it with other mothers. But also we have a lot more to think about COVID wise with our kids not being vaccinated that decisions are heavier and so and also we are so drained i mean i just read this thing in the the cut from you know the new yorker that was like why are people tired have everybody stopped talking about how mothers are burned out like all of a sudden that's not a conversation anymore because we've talked about it too much we are so drained that we can only choose things that are going to fill our cup up like we have to do so many draining things like for our kids and our family that when we choose to do something it better be a cup filler because we don't have any extra left." And yes. so I just think that the reason why I gave you your shits is because I just think this is a really important conversation and a lot of mothers are feeling the way, a lot of women are feeling the way that you're feeling.
1: And I think sometimes we all just need the validation in our feelings and, you know, it's okay to move past a certain point. It's okay to make this and decision. And it doesn't have to be an argument. Right. And that's why I brought up that like Matt doesn't really understand it because that doesn't change that it's what's the right decision for me. Right. And, you know, I just want other people to know because- Whenever I feel like somebody, because I've walked away from so many relationships and so many friendships in my life, whenever it happens, I feel like an immense amount of guilt, right? And I feel like like I have to have an internal dialogue that reminds me that I'm making the right decision, that I'm valid in my feelings, mm-hmm. because usually it's with a narcissist. I don't know that that's the situation here, but usually this has ended with that person is a narcissist, so they're gaslighting me, and I know, I feel like I'm not valid in my feelings. You are. If you feel it, it's valid. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Today's guest voiced two adorable little songbirds your preschoolers are bound to be obsessed with. You know, one of these ladies from Glow and American Idol, and the other one is famously the voice of Anna in Frozen and will be starring in the upcoming film Queen Pins. From the new Amazon original animated series Do-Re and Me, welcome Jackie Tone and Kristen Bell. Hi,
2: ladies. Kristen.
4: Ashley, where are you from? I'm from New Jersey, Weehawken. A Weehawken girl, sure. Do you know it? My friend lives in Hoboken. My brother lives in Nutley. What do you care? Uh, My first boss was Martha Stewart from Nutley. Look at her. You know?
1: (laughs) And Kristen, my best friend, used to date one of your best friends.
3: You're like, oh yeah, I hate him. (laughs) No, I don't hate anybody. Well, that's not true. There's one person I hate, but I'll never (gasps) tell. I know. Right. Kristen, if I may say, in college, you dated one of my best
4: friends. Oh my my God. God. Kristen, we did not come here to... Kristen, if I may say, you're married to one of my best friends Shepard right now. You guys, my whole dating profile is, like, online. God, if that's all it is, you are doing God great, less. because for us, it's a lot more. Single until oh I God. was 40, girl. Come on. <gasps> Give me that hope,
1: Carrie. Give me that yes, 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 Link hope, bloomer. baby. So, Jackie, you've created the show. You're both executive producers and have had, like, ridiculously successful careers.
4: What made you decide to do this show for little ones? Wow. So, I think a big part of it is uh, I have my niece and nephews, and I actually went to college for elementary education. So I thought for about five minutes of my life, I would have a backup plan. And then that went away. But music education, and it has always been something I've been passionate about. I realized through my niece and nephews that the music and arts education budgets in school were the first things to go and are kind of gone. And my friend Mike and I were like, I don't know why we became our plight. We were like, music education is so important. I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for it. And so we just wanted to figure out a way to bring music to kids and to bring it into their homes. And Dora and me was born. It's how
2: I found my tribe early on in my life. So thank you so much for creating it. Kristen, how did you get involved in the project?
3: Well, um, Jackie has been one of my best friends for 20 years. And I know Michael as well. And they came to literally my living room pre-pandemic and just wanted to guinea pig my kids. And they were like, hey, can we talk to your kids for a second? Do you guys respond to these images? Do you like this music? And I was like, what, what, what's, what's this stuff? And they were like, well, we, you know, kind of see a hole in the market. We want to create this show that, you know, feels like entertainment, but is giving kids a music education. And I was like, um, I'm here. I can, I can help me too. Me too. Dude, I sing. Did you know that? <laughs> oh, but even more than that, I was like, I know some business people. I can open some doors. This feels so passionate to me. I have two little girls and Jackie's, it's not a soundbite. Sincerely, neither of us would be who we are or where we are today without of music education. I was singing opera when I was like 12 years old. And the only reason I even discovered acting is because I was given a piece of musical theater as like an after school project studying opera. So I was like, wait, what's this? And they were like musical theater. And I was like, what's theater music? Oh my gosh, I could be a part of that. I could be an actor. I mean, it's really the reason I'm here. And the idea that kids wouldn't have exposure to that when there's so much science and data that tells us that their brains grow in the ways of math, in in social skills. There's so many things that are just exactly. Exemplified by a music education, it's unacceptable to me that some kids wouldn't be exposed to it. Even if it's just for mental health, music has the ability to change the way we feel, to change the way we think. And so the idea that kids wouldn't have it was unacceptable. We said, how do we get it? We partnered with Galmont, this amazing production company and Amazon and created this whole world where, you know, Jackie wrote 52 original songs with um, David Shuler, our other writer. And we were able to span all these different genres because, you know, kids love music. They like music in the car, but it's not just baby beluga and it's not just pop. We are representing reggae and jazz and Olivia Newton-John style from the 80s and blues and why those styles are important and how they've contributed to, you know, world music. And then we have apps that will go along with the show where kids can make their own music. And that brings people together. I mean, Jackie sits and plays music with her family, her dad still. I play music with my girls. It's like a a bonding family moment. There's so much good that comes out of it. There was that, um, I mean, not to just keep ranting, but there was that um, amazing documentary, Alive Inside, where they brought um, m- like headphones to Alzheimer's patients and they put on their favorites, like Frank Sinatra, five minutes of it. And the grandma would take the headphones off and she would be online for five minutes. She'd look up and go, recognize her daughter, recognize her son. Sure. Music does things to our brains. That is, you cannot quantify how important it is. And this show will sneakily give your child to music education and as Jackie likes to say, not want to make you put the TV in the microwave because the songs are good.
2: My husband and I are always arguing about music and we find like we were curating the best kids music around. So thank you for creating some uh, music that is a little less going to make me put something through my eyeball.
4: You are going to, you'll be able to stop curating because you will have a 52 song playlist Carrie girls that take you through the year. My kid was, we were watching it together
1: in preparation for this. I'm sorry, he got a sneak peek. But he is totally into it, very excited. And you know, I, I, what I love about this Amazon partnership, I, I don't know if partnership would be the correct term here, but it seems like the best company to work with because of the toys, because of books, because of, you know, the mobile app, the guides. Was that
3: all initially a part of the plan or did that kind of just happen? In a dream world, yeah. Because <laughs> the, goal, the goal, we didn't just have a great entertainment idea. We had an entertainment idea that had a passion behind it and an education aspect behind it. So it was a little more paramount than the things that I've worked on where I'm just like, oh, let's make a really fun show. It was a little more akin to the good place where there was a mission Mm. behind it. And then Gaumont was an amazing production company and they were like, we really think Amazon would do the job. And they really, because of the multimedia aspect of that company, they had the ability to get it in front of people. Not just, I mean, look, I had to pry this guitar out of the almost cold dead hands of my daughter this morning. (laughs) I was like, I need it for the shot. So it's not just this that allows kids, you know, something representative of something they know and love to take to bed to, to be able to plunk music on all of these little dolls like sing but it's also the applications that they can you know everybody's gotta rely on screen time whether you hate it or love it at some time or another it is a necessary evil we figured out a way made to make it a little less evil because there are these apps where they can make music and create music and you they will think they're just entertaining themselves but their brains are growing it's like when you find the perfect puzzle game on your phone and you don't mind handing your phone to your kid because you know that they're like spelling. It's like that great feeling.
2: So Kristen, in addition to this project, you've obviously done some projects that no one's heard of, like Frozen and other things like that, just really under the radar stuff. Um, sure. Has being a woman in Hollywood and raising girls changed the kind of projects that you take? I'm raising a daughter. So this is stuff that I think about all the time.
3: I wouldn't put it like that. It hasn't changed the kind of projects I take because, you know, when my children were born, I was on House of Lies and I got that question like all the time because that was a, a definitely an R-rated show. And I I was like, no, because House of Lies isn't going to be the first thing I show them. And also I'm an adult female woman, whether I have kids or not, like I have a sexual life, whether they want to hear about it or not. Like I am an adult female woman and my autonomy is not taken from me just because I have procreated. So I don't think it's changed the kind of projects that I take, but it has given me um. Like it's broadened what I'm exposed to and what I feel like I can add to the entertainment or education industry. Like I now watch all these shows with my kids, and so sometimes I come down on a Saturday morning if I've slept in, and I'm like, "What kind of garbage are you watching?" <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'll just ask it, and we talk about shows of like, "Is this an entertainment show, or do you think your brain is growing?" And I just want to separate that for them because I want them to know you're allowed to zone out, and if you want to watch a totally like a zone out movie or a show, I'm in for it. But it's always great if. If your brain is growing. So I think what it's done is broadened my ability to see where I can be helpful in the holes in the market in the kids industry. It's so important
2: that you talked about that you are still yourself because that's the main reason why we started Momtriage because we were just like, hey, we're not just moms. We're these people that we were before. And it's important to continue to do that to be a good person and a good mom. And you
3: have to tell other moms that too. You have to keep, because there's so many ways that they cut you down. I mean, the amount of times that they tell me that like, oh, what do you smell? like, or like, just like they just what, like, or they'll come up to me and they'll go like this. There's lipstick all over your face. And I just feel like a monster. But I'm like, no, I'm going to be with some women who don't think of me like a mom and I'm going to feel those feelings for a while. It's important to have both.
1: Oh God, I have chills all over because this this is like, resonates with us on such a deep level. Jackie, along with American Idol and Glow and so many other successful things that you have done in your career, you also played a young Fran Drescher on The Nanny. Uh, so thank you very, very oh much for doing God's work.
4: Uh, oh, did I? Oh, that's so good. What was that experience like for you? Feel free to answer in that voice if you I like. I will do you a favor and not answer in that voice. Um, <laughs> I'll do you a hot solid. Uh, that was my first acting job ever. So I've been in this business since I was nine years old. And um, The Nanny was my first, my first gig when I was, I think, 12. And I played a mini Fran. And what was actually really funny is... I got the part because I was walking around Long Island sort of already talking like that, but then watching the show and so I'm really putting in a little more in there, Mr. huh? And that's why I got it. And then when I got there, they were like, hey, note from above, don't do that voice. And I was like, why am I here? You literally flew me from New York. Like they could have picked a little California kid who couldn't do the voice. And that was like my first sort of real Hollywood lesson of like. Whatever you gets know, you in the door. That's showbiz. You literally got the part because of a thing you could do. And then when you do it, they're like, don't do that. You're like, I'm confused. Cut to do Re and me where I'm like, oh, I know what I'll do. Work with my friends and create my own things. And then I can write the music and voice it and then EP it and then make a bunch of my own decisions. Yes. I know. We I don't
1: actually know you both on a personal level, but I would like to so oh, much. I just wanted to put that
2: out there because you are our people, both come of you. over. Okay, so we ask all of our guests this thing, which is, what is the number one thing you think everyone should outsource if they have the means to do it?
3: Mm, well, I have recently learned the skill of delegating. As a woman with, um, you know, as an actor, the reality is I'm a contractor, right? So I have, like, the do-re-mi job and work for and with Amazon and then I'll have like, if I'm on The Good Place, I'll be working and with Universal and NBC. I have 16 different employers and whoo is it hard to keep um, straight because there's 10 different people on each team. It's 160 people's names I need to know at all times. And I will say that what I've learned about delegating is anything that doesn't require like nuance to, it, you gotta delegate that. And some of those things are also like, some of them are ones that I hate delegating because I am really empowered when I'm domesticated. When I'm taking care of my shit at at home. I don't know if we can swear. Sorry. Oh, yeah, please. We welcome it. Okay, fuck this. No, I'm when I'm being domesticated. I'm very I like feel great. But I have had to delegate of like asking my sister to come over and be like, I'm too busy today. Can you pack the kids lunches? Like there are a lot of um, skill sets that don't require the nuance of my business brain. And so like literally things like the dishes or food or asking someone, can you prep dinner for tonight or ordering out like any it's it's going to be different for everyone. But things that don't require the nuance are the things that you should be delegating or outsource. Were you talking about family life or were you talking about business-wise? Whatever, whatever, whatever speaks to
1: you the most that is an aspect of your life that you're like, it would be better if someone else handled
4: this.
3: Yeah, and so that can look different for every, like I imagine most of your listeners are moms, um, but like it, it can look different for everyone. If like you are always behind when you're blow drying your hair, like you're getting this amazing blow dry, Ashley, and you have a friend that does it or someone you can hire great go to them twice a week like let them do it don't be the hero and try to do everything if it's something you know someone else has a skill set it's also i've what i've learned about this is that when i'm able to super focus on work i'm drastically overpaid and so then i can take how much money i'm overpaid with and give money back into the economy for all these people that like i'll take my car to the car wash or i'll have someone come wash it here that took me a very long time to learn because i like to do everything for myself
2: ashley just learned how to do the blowout just recently. She's doing a great job. It's true.
3: It looks so good. As long as it doesn't stress you out.
1: Ladies, thank you so so much. You are just seriously, I really want
2: to be your friends and yeah, I hope that's okay. Thanks for being real people as well as being amazing artists. You're invited yes. to be our friends. Oh, we would love that. Thanks for
4: having Bye.
1: us. Bye guys. Bye. Ladies, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. You all can catch Doe Ray, and me on September 17th on Amazon Prime Video and Amazon Kids Plus. Alright, guys. So I had this idea, and I'll you know I'll tell you why it was brought on. But do you ever do something that you know is bad for you, that you always suffer the consequence, but you continue to do it anyway? Well, welcome to self sabotage
2: corner. Oh, uh, welcome. Let's dust off the cobwebs and come sit, come sit with <sighs> us in our sabotage.
1: And I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my first one because it's the whole reason that we came up with this. Carrie came up with the idea when I told her this, which is I love talkies. Talkies. These are the perfect flavor profile. There. Crunchy, Mm, My mouth's watering. They're spicy. They're citrusy. They are so good. But the thing is, I can't stop. So I eat a whole bag. My mouth won't stop watering. (laughs) I I can't stop. So I end up eating the whole bag. And without fail, the next day or two after I eat them, my asshole burns every time I shit. And I shit a lot. I shit a lot. And, you know, I just, I'm not planning on stopping. Can't stop, won't stop. I'm not going to stop. And that's me self-sabotaging.
2: Carrie? I told you. And then you said that. And I said, that's so funny because my other friend said that she was in a self-sabotage corner and she took an entire bag of Cheetos to bed with <sighs> her. And when her husband came in, there was like orange everywhere. And then she had uh, hot butthole poops for days afterwards as well. Um,
1: Cheetos used to be my go-to so much so when we first got Clementine, when she was a wee puppy, uh, I was walking her one day. She took a huge dump and it was red. Like it, I thought it was blood. I sent Matt the picture. I was like, we got to go to the vet, blah, blah. Blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden I realized, oh, it's because I ate a whole bag of Cheetos last night and she ate a bunch of crumbs that <laughs> fell on the floor and this was just staining her shit. So So
2: you sabotaged her butthole too. I never again though. Okay. Okay, so do you want to go through all yours or do we want to do a little back and forth? Yeah, let's do a back and forth. Okay. So my version of that is cool ranch Doritos. We've discussed mm. it. I think that I may have, at the beginning of COVID, I got a gigantic box. You were out of control with the cool ranch Doritos at the beginning of COVID. Control out of control. And I think that it, I may have, I have not really eaten any since. I think I went hard. I think I went really hard. Really hard. I haven't really you had were one You ordering since. Cool Ranch Dorito in bulk. I ordered a gigantic box that like a washing machine <laughs> would come in and it was filled with snack sized things of Cool Ranch Doritos. So uncomfortably. It was done in like three months. I support that investment, I have to say. <laughs> like if there were one to ever support, that's it for me. I was like, it went so quickly. And so, Sometimes I would have like two of those tiny little bags. Anyway, I, I can't, I might be over it, but that is definitely a self-sabotage corner mm. because the indigestion that occurs, the salty hand swelling that happens. And like the, I could see the dust of the Doritos underneath my fingernails for days later. Uh, and then you're su- you're trying to suck it out. Yeah. Like a reminder of, yeah, of your like guilt. There's just
1: like a little trace left.
2: Yeah. That must be what people with Coke nails feel. I was just going to say, or like when you have a little Coke underneath your nose, not that I've done yeah. it, but that's how it, it's like a reminder. You're like, ooh, that's what happened last night.
1: Okay, I really like your next one, and I think you should go. Okay. Because I, I think, think everyone can
2: relate to this. Okay, fake nails. Or gel manicures. Or gel manicures. Like, for me, it's gel manicures. Right, I put gel manis or fake nails. So, like, press-on nails or, like, the decals? What, for fake nails or the gel? Yeah. No, like... Oh, you mean, like, when you put on tips? Yeah, like, when you go to the salon and you Got get it. acrylics. I've never done that. But also gel. So, I'm from New Jersey, Jersey Shore specifically. I had fake nails from, like, 7th grade on through high school. Um, I'm from the 80s and 90s, so they were often extremely long and pierced with a gold tiny hoop with a charm hanging from it. No, you would pierce nails? Oh my God, yes. How do you wipe your ass with a pierced nail? Why does it always come back to pooping for Well, me? it was on my left hand and I always wipe with my right. So I, it was a calculated decision. <laughs> you don't wipe with both hands. I'm super into the look of good acrylic nails. I also have stubby Irish working class hands. So anything that can like elongate that for me helps. Right. and gel it's like I'm very hard on my hands I've bartended I've always been someone who works with my so the the staying power of acrylic or gel really appeals to me and I do it and then like one I'm always like well now my nails are too long because it makes your nails grow and I like short nails so I'm like now what am I gonna do with these long nails it's annoying me I can't do anything with these nails and then I get it off and my nails are fucked up for like a month but I still and you have to wait so long you like
1: finally get them
2: to a healthy point and then you're like maybe I'll do a gel manicure and then like you have to keep going and then you and then you should get them taken off by a professional but always ends up you pick them off or you bite them off and you fuck up yeah. your nail and the whole thing. I can't stop. I'm still chasing. I'm chasing the high. I'm chasing the high of having a lifestyle like I did in seventh grade through high school where I evidently every two weeks had enough money and time to go get my nails done. Well, you know. And then did so little activity that they stayed great. That is not my lifestyle. And I just, I don't like long nails anymore even though I like the look of them. I just keep doing it I keep doing it I keep doing it every time I'm like as soon as it's done I'm like oh why did I do that (laughs) I
1: fantasize I've never had fake nails but I try to grow them out like a little bit and it never works but I feel that with the gel because I never go back to the salon to have the gel taken off I sit there and I like
2: pick it off with my teeth and it just the damage I finally got a thing that is what they do at the salon where it's like the thing and the clip and the whatever Right. so it does help a little bit but also who has the time for all that shit no nobody especially not mothers right
1: okay here's a new one taking things personally. So Carrie and I had a disagreement like two weeks ago about the Paw Patrol interview. Remember?
2: Yes. Oh, of course I remember. And then we had another one recently. What was the other one recently? It was like two days ago and you were like, is this a fight? Because Jackie said we were going to get in a fight. No, you said, are you upset with me? And I was like, no, not at all. Oh, okay. Well, is this a fight now? Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Are are we fighting?
1: Please keep in mind, our arguments are very respectful. No one is like, you're an idiot. You're a piece of shit. No No one is like mean to anyone. It's just Literally, us disagree.
2: Being like, I want to do this. Well, I think we should do this. I thought we should. Do- okay.
1: And then I like sit there and I stew on it for like two days, and I'm like, I can't believe she talked to me like that. I can't believe this happened like this. I can't
2: believe this. And then all of a sudden, everything's fine. But every time I read into the tone, but also we're so direct that you could have just been like, Are you mad at me? And if I was, I'd be like a little. Like <laughs> I, did, I didn't care if you were mad at me. I didn't think you had any right to be mad at me about it. I know, but we're also it's so funny because we've set ourselves up to just be like, Are you? And, and you could be like a little, and I'd be. Like, like okay do you need space and you right. want to talk about it you know i mean true
1: true but i also was like in my mind i was like i think i'm overreacting yes. and that's what it is, yeah. is me overreacting and like the cyclical overanalyzing in my head and rethinking and then like everything's fine and it was just all for naught. i like literally tortured
2: myself for no goddamn reason it probably didn't help that i didn't have much internet during that time no that actually did help okay I good think. all right so me it's i have to make a dairy choice amen on this one i i'm gonna just because <laughs> i
1: have this written in In a different way And I'm just gonna tag on to
2: this one I have to make a choice I have to make a dairy choice every day It's like Sophie's choice What am I gonna spend my dairy on That will not make me doubled over in pain So I often like a grilled cheese and a milkshake Oh god the best From a Jersey diner or Woolworths back in the day? Uh, Or a mac and cheese and a milkshake. Here's the thing. That is too much dairy at one time. No, no, You got to pick a lane. You cannot have both mac and cheese and a milkshake or a grilled cheese and a milkshake. Pick a lane. One dairy thing. I can't tell you how many times I know this. I do both of them at the same time. And then like halfway through the meal, it's not even later. Halfway through the meal, I start to feel it. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I got to get out of here. I got to Irish exit out of this and hang out in the toilet and ride on a couch alone for many hours. The old restaurant I worked at in LA that
1: was just my favorite place, I would even go there on my days off to eat Mm -hmm. because I just like loved it there, it felt good, whatever and I lived a half a block away and I would eat and drink basically next to nothing like delicious French food. So they always had a beautiful cheese plate and I am so lactose intolerant that like I basically instantaneously want to shit and I remember one day going and being like fuck it, I'm treating myself to this cheese plate and I know what's coming and I like sat down with my glass of wine a loaf of bread and my cheese plate and just was like yeah this is good enjoying it and then as soon as I was done I was like and here it is and it's it's one of those shits that like destroys everything around you you know like like the sound barrier you're like yes. sweating yes like one of those where you're just like it doesn't even feel good afterwards you're just no. like oh god it, it doesn't feel like a relief you're just like well I'm just gonna sit here and suffer some more Yeah, and you're like 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 all my flora from my intestines is gone. Right. And I know I can't shit at the work bathroom because then I have to explain to everyone that I just took a (laughs) lactose intolerant shit. So I like feel it coming. I run up half a block uphill. I'm sweating. I am like on the verge of tears. Like, just don't shit yourself. You can do this. Just don't shit yourself. Anyway, on that same token, I love dip. Dip, I mean, if I ever get to pick a last meal, a part of it will be French onion dip. Mm. Where I'm unclear is will it be the Lipton's soup mix yes. packet and sour cream or will it be hell of a good? Mm-hmm. Because either one, they're both amazing in different ways. I don't buy dip because I know if I buy dip, I'm just going to fucking eat it, shit the bed. It's going to be a <laughs> whole, you know, a whole issue. So my in-laws know how much I love dip and every time I go to their house, they have dip which is so nice they have and they have two different they have the the hell of a good and they have like a spicy queso dip Ooh. which is so good so every time i'm there like day one i'm like i'm not gonna do it this time i'm not gonna do it and then we're just standing around the kitchen island chit chatting and i'm like where's the dip <laughs> and i end up eating so much dip fucking up my
2: stomach for the entire trip and i don't care it's always worth it i'm also gonna double down and say that i have the lactate in my purse and i don't take the lactate
1: i did for so long, and and I stopped buying it because I was like, I don't fucking take it. Which also, why? It's like when I have a headache,
2: which happens, why do I refuse to take acetometaphim? That's also self-sabotage. Like, I could have the milkshake and the grilled cheese if I took the lactate. I have it in my purse. I don't yeah, take like, it. Why don't we do it? What is <laughs> I don't even understand the- And Lee own- will even be like, why don't just take the lactate? And I'd be like, nah, I'm good.
3: <laughs> yeah, like why? I do the same exact thing. I
1: do it's and the same thing with headaches. I get headaches all the time lately. And Matt's like, why don't you take a Tylenol?
2: I'm like, nah. Like, why? Self-sabotage quarter. Okay, so this next one's just quick. Painting my nails at night. Sometimes I only have time to paint my nails at night. You know how I'm so into my nails. I'm going to get a sheet mark. No matter how, if it's at night, I'm going to get a sheet mark. I do it anyway. Then I wake up in the morning get the sheet mark. And then I just take all the nail polish off. It's like, you just wasted so much time anyway. Yes,
1: for some reason when you paint your own nails, it takes like four hours for it to completely dry. I don't understand that. Uh. When you do it at a salon, it's like, you know, pretty done pretty quickly. But when you do it yourself. So mine is... You know, I'm trying to do this whole like when I clean out my closet, for example, I went to my parents house after this move, my mom gave me a huge bag of clothes, a huge bag of like very expensive designer shoes that no longer fit or that she doesn't just doesn't want anymore. So now I have to like go through my closet and get rid of some more shit to make room for it. And I'm very into like either selling it. I just want to get rid of it in a way that makes the least environmental impact. But what this results in is boxes all over my house, different boxes going to different places. That takes me inevitably like a month or two months to finally fucking get to. I've had a box for the Salvation Army for, I think, five months just sitting (laughs) in my hallway. And I'm just,
2: you know, it'll get there. Just when is the question. Right. In the meantime, you're self-sabotaging, you're organizing because you have shit everywhere. Exactly. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to go through these because I kind of can sometimes go together and I don't want to take up too much time. Staying up to have me time when Mm. inevitably I know my kid is going to get up 15 times and in the morning I'm going to be tired and it's going to negate the me time because I'm going to be a bitch the whole day. Picking my face and my nails. Can't stop, won't stop. No, it's a bad idea. Do it anyway. I currently have a little thing on my neck that uh, I yep. knew I shouldn't pick. I knew the minute I did it, it was a bad idea. Did it anyway. Yep. Um, going to a second location when you're going out, never good. It's it's self-sabotage. When you go to the second location, you're either going to be too drunk or too tired. Just stick to the first location. I don't know if I agree with that one. Really? I mean, now that I'm older, yes. Oprah Winfrey told me that if a kidnapper or somebody takes you to the second location, you will die. And I. T- Take that to heart with all things. I'm like, nothing good happens going to the second location. You got to somehow manage to get out before the second location.
1: I'm gonna piggyback on that. I don't know. Have you? Did
2: you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? No, I hate that show.
1: Oh, I really like it. One of the recurring themes throughout it is nothing good happens after 2 a.m. And I agree with you on that. Yes. In New York, where bars close at 4 a.m., I don't know if that's changed now with COVID, but it's true. Nothing good does. I don't think anything good has ever happened after 2 a.m. because you are at a level of drunk. You you are gallivanting amongst the streets. My child was born at 2:11. She's the only good thing well,
2: happened. Well, I guess one good thing <laughs> happened 11 minutes after 2 a.m. Although then I died. So I like basically died-ish. Right. Um, and then I would just say buying shit on discount, not really liking it, but buying because it's cheap. And then yeah. like knowing that that's what I do and then still continuing to do it anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then ending up where you are with boxes of things in your house because mm-hmm. you have so much shit because you just bought it because it was a good deal. But it, you Amen. didn't even really Sister. like I like it. Anyway, what do you self sabotage? We want to hear from you. Tell us what things you just can't stop doing, even though they're horrible for you. Or what do you eat that makes you shit fire? That's another one we want to know. Oh, yeah. I mean, what don't I eat that makes <laughs> me shit fire? Now, before hashtag swag bag, I would just like to read. I have a good friend whose kid is in preschool, and the preschool has like its own app that they can communicate with the parents and they send cute pictures throughout the day and tag the parents whose kids are in the pictures so they can like see what they're doing. So my friend is a nurse and she was on her shift and she gets a message and her first thought is like, oh shit, am I going to have to leave the ER to go pick up my kid because something happened? But this was the message that she got at noon from the preschool. Hello, today D, I'm not going to use his name, today D used the word puta and is constantly repeating it. I explained to him it wasn't a good word and we can't use it in school if you can please remind him please because he has lots of friends and they are copying him and my friend's like where did he learn this they don't speak Spanish my friends at all and I said well and she goes can you even picture a room full of four year olds chanting puta and (laughs) laughing and I said the real question was was he pronouncing it correctly and she's like I'm so afraid to ask now this is just so funny because we have things like this in our lives all the time when we have kids I just think first of all a for the day for that teacher of how delicate she handled that conversation in text that is one of the funniest quick texts I've read could you please remind him that that's not a word we want use <laughs> anyway I just there's no corner for that I just had to share that because I'm literally laughing my ass off that's so funny all right hashtag swag bag hashtag
4: swag bag
1: Oh, okay. I'll go first. My thing, I'm not going to be able to link to it. It's not brand specific or anything, but you know, ongoing closet saga. I hate when my like nice necklaces, you know, the actual gold or silver necklaces get all tangled. Yep. It makes it very difficult. I like to be able to see what I have because sometimes you, if you don't see things, you don't think, oh, well, I could wear this. So I bought at Home Goods that one of those necklace bars oh, where yeah. it's like two different levels. And I didn't know if it was going to work for my purpose. Purposes. I have to tell you, what a great little twelve dollar purchase! By the way, if you look on Amazon, it's going to be more expensive. Go to Home Goods; they're no more than like twelve ninety nine. Mine had a little tiny ding, and I requested. I was like, "This is the last one. I'd like a you know further off if possible." And I got like literally a dollar, but. All my nice necklaces are laid out. Even the other not, you know, the cheapy costume jewelry necklaces are laid out. And now I can see everything. And it has brought a whole other level of getting dressed. Um, so now my thing is to lay out everything. Like I want to get a sunglasses box. I want to get, <laughs> I have all my bracelets in a bowl so I can see them. I really just, this is a very good move, guys. And I strongly suggest you do are it. Are you going to
2: be one of those people that gets like the thing where you lay out, you hang up your outfit, like the valets or whatever it's called, where you're like. Yeah, I have, I I have a, a valet rack. Oh, you
1: do? I have a pull-out one on my closet, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Oh,
2: my God. I, listen,
1: we're not in a world where I have to, like, actually think about these things. I wish I had had this closet when I was going to a real job every day, because it would have made my life so much easier. Maybe someday. Yeah, it just feels like a treat to come in here and get ready now. And honestly, that's—I'm not going to sit here and be like, fashion is everything, like that one TikTok girl that's like—if <laughs> you live in New York, you know fashion is the number one priority. That's— not it at all but I do enjoy taking care of myself I do enjoy feeling like that was something that was a big priority for me before I had my child and something that gave brought joy to my life and uh, it's nice to be able to indulge in this little thing that really is you know doesn't I don't have to go out I don't it's just for me love that basically yeah
2: so hopping uh jumping off hopping off what I don't know what the word I'm trying to figure out is but jumping free I don't know about mosquitoes so there is this thing so after i got bit up we went back to my friend's house and she was like you should have this it's called Thermocell. you can get it on amazon and it's a mosquito repeller it's like a little container it's deet free anyway it is so good and they make them in a couple different sizes. It really did work. And then yesterday I was reminded I went out to lunch with Lee and um, this couple took out of her purse a small version of thermocell. And I was like, oh, oh my God, what a great idea. She keeps it like in her car and in, in her purse so that now in this era of outdoor dining, she brings it with her. But then I just ordered a bunch for our back patio. So it's thermocell, It's deep free. It has 12 hours worth of refills. It basically has like a fuel cartridge, a container, and then these repellent mats and the fuel cartridge hmm. heats it up so that this comes through the repellent mat and it's really inexpensive from amazon there's a couple different sizes it's no more than twenty dollars like the most expensive one is twenty dollars and then you can buy the refills throughout so that's awesome mosquitoes what the fuck here is your answer problem solution that is what i like to serve up for you on Tourage.
1: there we are guys we're doing the real work that needs to be done in the world well what
2: an exciting episode thank you to kristen and and, and Jackie. Jackie.
1: We've walked away from multiple interviews, and I have not truly walked away being like, I need to be this person's friend like I did here. How refreshing and lovely. Yes. All right, guys. We love you. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe
2: or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at home. Hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Podcast, to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast, written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero, recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com.